Hello, I'm Maria Titizian. And I'm Rubina Margosian, and welcome to the Week in Review for the week of April 14. In the news, four Armenian soldiers are killed, another six injured after Azerbaijani troops opened fire near the village of Der. Two Azerbaijani servicemen cross into Armenian territory from Nakhichevan and are captured. And the OSC chairperson in office, Bujar Osmani, is in Armenia after visiting Tbilisi and Baku. On April 11, at approximately 4 p.m., Azerbaijani armed forces opened fire in the direction of Armenian servicemen carrying out engineering work on defense positions near Sunik region's Ter village. According to the defense minister, the Armenian side took retaliatory action. By 7 p.m., the intensity of the shelling had decreased significantly, and by 8.30, the situation had relatively stabilized. In the aftermath, four Armenian servicemen were killed and another six wounded. The Azerbaijani side reported that they had three casualties. Armenia's defense ministry announced that there have been no positional changes following that skirmish, and during a Q&A session in parliament the following day of the deadly shootout, Defense Minister Suren Babikian explained that the incident happened as a result of border adjustments for demarcation. He added that it started out as a scuffle among the Armenian and Azerbaijani servicemen and then turned into a shootout. Babikian noted that after Azerbaijani units appeared near Der at the end of March, the parties often negotiated and made border adjustments. There were dozens of uh, such meetings within a period of one day, he explained. Prime Minister Nikol Pashinyan also commented on the incident, stating that although the Armenian side was anticipating such a provocation by Azerbaijan, it should not have happened. He added that he had called consultations that given instructions which were not implemented. Commenting on the Der skirmish during the weekly cabinet meeting on April 13, Pashinyan stated that despite efforts, the Armenian side failed to implement the ongoing deployment of border guards in the Der village section of the Armenia-Azerbaijan border without escalation. He added that the situation in Der since March 30 needs a detailed investigation, including evaluating the initial securing of the part of the state border in question. The Prime Minister went on to say that the statement of the EU regarding respecting the borderline of 1991 and withdrawing the armed forces to a safe distance is important, adding that Armenia is ready to take such a measure along the entire Armenia-Azerbaijan border as it has been announcing since 2021. Speaking about the European Union monitoring mission observers in Parliament, Foreign Minister Arad Mirzoyan noted that the mission did not record the incident because at the time of the shootout there were no observers near the village of Der. He added that Armenian authorities informed the mission about the incident and then they in turn reported it to the EU. And following the incident, Armen Malachian was dismissed from the position of commander of Armenia's border guard troops by the recommendation of the Prime Minister. It was not clarified whether he was dismissed because of the Azerbaijani provocation or not. Armenia's Foreign Affairs Ministry issued a statement calling on the international community and all partners interested in establishing peace and stability in the region to condemn Azerbaijan's aggression and prevent further escalation by directly calling out Azerbaijan and taking decisive steps. According to the statement, Azerbaijan's latest aggression took place despite Armenia's willingness to resolve issues on the ground through negotiations. 
The use and threat of use of force are an integral part of Azerbaijan's policy and aim to significantly destabilize the situation in the region and undermine the mediation of efforts to continue peace negotiations, the statement read. On April 12, Russia's Foreign Ministry representative Maria Zakharova said that representatives of Russia's armed forces and the border services of the FSB who were in the area at the time of the skirmishes between Armenia and Azerbaijan immediately contacted the responsible persons in the two countries and took measures to de-escalate the situation. Meanwhile, civil contract parliament member Armen Khachatryan has stated that the shootout stopped as a result of negotiations between the Armenian and the Azerbaijani armed forces. The EU External Action Office and the Foreign Ministries of Canada and France issued statements condemning the deadly skirmish. The EU noted the incident yet again emphasizes that in the absence of a delimited border, the 1991 line must be respected and the forces of either side withdrawn to safe distances from this line to prevent any similar incidents from occurring. The French Foreign Ministry, noting that the incident took place in the territory of Armenia, emphasized that the delimitation of the border must be carried out exclusively through negotiations. Respect for Armenia's territorial integrity and the withdrawal of Azerbaijani forces from the occupied positions on the Armenian side of the contact line are essential to prevent future incidents and preserve the basis for lasting peace in the region, said the French Ministry. Canada's Foreign Minister, Melanie Jolie called for de-escalation and full respect of the 2020 ceasefire agreement, and the U.S. State Department told the Voice of America Armenia service that the conflict cannot have a military solution and the use of force to resolve disputes is unacceptable. The only way to lasting peace is at the negotiation table and the use of force disrupts negotiations. On April 10, two Azerbaijani servicemen crossed into Armenian territory from Nakhichevan near the town of Brunis in the Sunik region. One of them was caught that day, while the other one was caught three days later. According to Azerbaijan's defense ministry, the two servicemen got lost due to bad weather conditions and poor visibility. It is not yet clear how they managed to cross into Armenian territory unnoticed and advance 20 kilometers into the country. On April 12, Pashinya said during a Q&A session in parliament that the Azerbaijani servicemen crossed into Armenia because they were bullied by their fellow servicemen. He added that that the captured Azerbaijani does not want to return to Azerbaijan and under international law, Armenia cannot hand him over. This is about the first... Uh, yeah, at that point, we had only caught the first That's one. right. The prime minister also noted that according to the captured Azerbaijani, the other servicemen changed his mind upon entering Armenia and returned to Nakhichevan. Well, this was the information we, we had heard from Parliament, mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. the Prime Minister that day. However, the following day, the second Azerbaijani soldier was also caught. On that same day, Armenia's investigative committee announced that it was investigating the murder of a 56-year-old man killed on a guard position of the Zangezur copper plant in the Sunik region. The body was found with gunshot wounds and a double-barrel gun was also found nearby. Now, this Despite media reports that the cell phone of the killed guard was found in the possession of the Azerbaijani serviceman when he was detained, the Speaker of Armenia's investigative committee, Gor Abrahamian, wrote in a Facebook post that authorities had not received any information regarding the fact that the crime was indeed committed by Azerbaijanis. However, the mayor of Kajaran, Mamel Paramazian, confirmed to Azadutun that the cell phone was indeed found in the possession of the Azerbaijani servicemen. According to my information, he said the man's phone was taken from him, 
by the Azerbaijani. Details are very sketchy at this point, and it's very frustrating. We seem to be in an information vacuum once in a while. And, and, and the gaps are so large between one piece of information and the other. Yes. On April 12, Russia's foreign ministry representative, Maria Zakharova, stated that Armenia and Azerbaijan have agreed to hold the next round of bilateral negotiations in Russia, noting that the dates of specific talks will be announced when they are finally agreed upon. Armenian Foreign Minister Artmirzhan also said in Parliament that a meeting between Armenia and Azerbaijan may take place soon. We have postponed our last scheduled meeting, which was supposed to take place in Moscow at the end of last year, he said, and this was due to the situation created by the illegal blockading of the Lachin Corridor. The word delay is key, he said, and now we are ready to resume meetings and discussions. Right, and just as a reminder, the four ministers of Armenia, Azerbaijan, and Russia were set to meet in Moscow on December 23, 2022, but Armenia canceled its participation because of the blockade. In mid-February, U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken facilitated a meeting between the leaders of Armenia and Azerbaijan on the sidelines of the Munich Security Conference in Munich, European Council President Charles Michel also extended an invitation for a trilateral meeting in Brussels, which, however, has not yet taken place. And today is the 124th day of the blockade of the Lachin Corridor. Throughout the week, the Russian Defense Ministry reported several ceasefire violations, mainly in the Martuni and the Askeran regions of Arsakh. As a result, Arsakh authorities called on farmers to do their work in the fields in the presence of Russian peacekeepers as a safety precaution against Azerbaijani shootings. On April 11th, Stepan Aguirre, through the Russian peacekeeping mission, sent a proposal to the Azerbaijani side to hold a meeting at the headquarters and with the mediation of the Russian peacekeepers to discuss urgent humanitarian issues, Baku has yet to respond to that proposal. In March, Azerbaijan uh, twice proposed to hold meetings in Baku, which Stepan Aguirre rejected, stating that they will agree to meet only at the headquarters of the Russian Peacekeeping Command. Maria Sakharova said Russia is making efforts to end the blockade of the Lachin Corridor, adding that the Armenian and Azerbaijani sides have been presented with detailed proposals on the issue, and the International Committee of the Red Cross announced that as of April 12, it has transported 305 patients through the Lachin Corridor since December 2022 and facilitated the transfer of 546 people since early January 2023 to reunite with their family members. The OSC chairperson in office, Bujar Osmani, who is also the foreign minister of North Macedonia, is in Armenia. He arrived in Yerevan after visiting Tbilisi and Baku and has met with Foreign Affairs Minister Mirzoyan and Prime Minister Pashinyan, among other officials. During a joint press conference with Mirzoyan, Osmani said he raised the Lachin Corridor issue during his visit to Azerbaijan. Osmani also stated that although the format of the OSCE Minsk Group is currently frozen, there might be a role for the format when the geopolitical circumstances will be more appropriate. He went on to say that the OSCE is not only the Minsk Group, it has many other instruments and mechanisms that can be introduced in order to support the peace process between Armenia and Azerbaijan. And he said, I am here to promote and to contribute to that peace process by offering that unique, versatile toolkit of the OSCE in confidence building, in reconciliation, as well as in promoting a peace process that would achieve 
achieve a comprehensive, sustainable settlement between the two countries. Foreign Minister Mizuan said that the visit of the OSCE chairperson takes place at a difficult time for Armenia when it is facing threats and challenges that are directly related to the fundamental principles and mandate of the OSCE security and stability in the region. He added that the visit of the OSCE chairperson in office to Armenia is a good opportunity to discuss the problems in the region, to emphasize the role of the organization, the possibility of engagement, and prospects for further cooperation with the OSCE. Prime Minister Pashinyan and Bujar Osmani discussed the Nagorno-Karabakh conflict, the humanitarian crisis in Nagorno-Karabakh, and the blockade of the Lachin Corridor, including the border delimitation between Armenia and Azerbaijan. This week, Deputy Parliament Speaker Ruben Rubinian, who is also Armenia's special envoy on the Armenia-Turkey talks, told reporters that there is an agreement between Yerevan and Ankara to open the land border for third-country citizens and diplomatic passport holders in the beginning of this summer. Turkey's Foreign Minister Mavlut Çavuşoğlu also stated that steps are being taken to open the border. He emphasized that every step taken in the direction of normalizing relations with Armenia is done after consultations with Azerbaijan. At least they're being honest about it this time around. On April 10, Defense Minister Suren Babikian left for Brussels on an official visit. However, he cut his trip short as a result of the Azerbaijani attack in the village of Der, which, as we noted at the top, uh, left four Armenian servicemen dead. Before returning to Yerevan, Babikian visited NATO's supreme headquarters, Allied Powers Europe. Uh, and I get another Maria Zakharova section, you, Maria. You like her a lot. You keep getting her in these yes. weeks. Well, uh, Maria Zakharova, the special representative of the Russian Foreign Ministry, said this week that Moscow requested official clarifications from Yerevan regarding Armenia's participation in NATO exercises, adding that Russia will determine its reaction upon receiving a response. According to Zakharova, NATO continues its practice of actively involving former Soviet countries in its exercises exercises, introducing NATO standards and seeking to reformat the defense systems of these states again to gain leverage over their domestic and foreign policy processes and the development of their armed forces. She added that the U.S. and its allies are trying to discredit the cooperation of the region's countries with Russia. Last week, Armenia had been included in the list of countries set to participate in the U.S.-led Defender 2023 military exercises, but was later removed from that list. Armenia's defense ministry did not offer any explanation, but ministry spokesperson Aram Torosyan announced that Armenia is planning to participate in two other exercises organized by the U.S. Army Europe Command this year, that is K-4 and Sabre Junction. The Pentagon told Voice of America's Armenia service that it was a mistake on their part that Armenia was included in the list, as Armenia has never participated in the military exercises and should not have been included in their list. In January, Armenia refused to hold planned CSTO exercises. Zaharova stated that Yerevan's refusal to conduct the CSTO drills on its territory is regrettable and does not contribute to the enhancement of regional security. And more on diplomacy, U.S. State Department Special Representative for the Caucasus Negotiations, OSCE Minsk Group Code, 
chairman. This is in parentheses yeah. always. Well, Luis Bono is in Yerevan, where he is expected to hold a number of high-ranking meetings. So far, he was received by Security Council Secretary Armen Grigorian. On April 12, Foreign Minister Mirzoyan had a telephone conversation with U.S. Acting Assistant Secretary of State for European and Eurasian Affairs Derek Hogan, regional security issues, the Der incident, the humanitarian crisis in Artsakh, Nagorno-Karabakh, and the normalization of relations between Armenia and Azerbaijan were discussed. And today, uh, Mirzoyan traveled to Uzbekistan to participate in the Ministerial Council of CIS countries. On the sidelines of the council, Mirzoyan met his Russian counterpart, Sergei Lavrov. No further details about the meeting are known at this stage. Deputy Prime Minister Meher Grigorian was in Washington, D.C. this week to participate in the spring meetings of the boards of governors of the World Bank, Group and the International Monetary Fund. On the sidelines of the event, Grigorian held several meetings, including with U.S. co-chair of the OSCE Minsk Group, Louis Bono, who's now in Armenia, and Assistant Secretary for the Bureau of International Narcotics and Law Enforcement Affairs, Todd Robinson. And over the weekend, Security Council Secretary Armen Grigorian was in Iran, where he met his Iranian counterpart, Ali Shatmahani. During the meeting, they discussed the security situation in the region, as well as the agenda of Armenian Iranian bilateral relations and development prospects. And in local news on April 12, Armenia's parliament elected Anahid Manasian as the human rights defender. The position had been vacant since January when Christine Grigorian resigned. Previously, Manasian served as deputy prosecutor general. And then the parents of the soldiers killed during the 44-day war started a sit-in near Armenia's investigative committee yesterday. They demand that the police officers who dispersed them with four last year from Yarabalur, the military cemetery in Yerevan, be held accountable. Last year on September 21, on Independence Day, a group of the parents tried to hinder Prime Minister Pashinyan from visiting the cemetery. The special forces of the Armenian police removed the parents from the site, in some cases resorting to violence. On April 11, the Yerevan City Council was set to elect a new mayor. However, the sitting of the council did not take place since the MySTEP bloc did not participate as they had announced last week. First Deputy Mayor Levon Hovanesin will continue to serve as acting mayor until the municipality elections planned for this fall. Former Mayor Heratia Sarkisian uh, resigned last week, just as a reminder. Parliament member from the opposition Armenia Alliance was stripped of his parliamentary immunity following an altercation with Vladimir Vartanian from the ruling civil contract party. The incident took place two weeks ago during a session of the Parliamentary Committee on State and Legal Affairs, which Vartanian chaired. And the these days, Armenia is hosting the 2023 European Weightlifting Championship. An Azerbaijani delegation of 12 members has arrived in Yerevan for the Games. Yesterday, Chief of Staff of the Prime Minister's Office, Aray Karotunyan, said during a press briefing that Armenia has been in correspondence with the Azerbaijani side to arrange the security of the Azerbaijani team. I am sure that the tournament will have the sports component at its core and it will not be political. We will ensure the security of all athletes, Harutunyan said. And that's the kind of week it's been here in Armenia and Artsakh. Thank you for listening. Have a safe and peaceful weekend, and we'll be back again next week. Mm-hmm.